I wonder if the name Edward J. Murrow means anything to you. I imagine to those who are younger, probably not at all, but even to those of us who are older, Edward J. Murrow really predated most of us. Edward J. Murrow is considered to be one of the fathers of modern broadcast journalism. He began to gain his reputation by being a a reporter in World War II reporting from the battlefront, uh, and and he gained his popularity there. But one of the things, as, as his career went on, one of the things that he was very much known for was that he adamantly insisted on truthful reporting. Uh, Here's a couple quotes from Edward J. Murrow. He said, To be persuasive, we must be believable. To be believable, we must be credible. To be credible, we must be truthful. In another place, he said, The speed of communication is a wondrous thing to behold. It is also true that speed can multiply the distribution of information that we know to be untrue. And so again, Edward J. Murrow was an early broadcast journalist, but he very much insisted on telling the truth when you're reporting the news. I wonder what Edward J. Murrow would think about the state of broadcast journalism today. It's much different than that, isn't it? Um, Everything that we see and hear reported today seems to come from a biased standpoint. And in fact, I don't know about you, but it seems that, for me at least, I take almost all reported news uh, with some doubt, uh, view it with some skepticism. In fact, we've actually coined a phrase that's well known, and I know you've heard it and understand it, we talk about fake news, don't we? It's fake news. It's it's not truthful news. It's not telling the truth. Uh, Certainly in the the case of journalism and and reporting that we see and hear today, it's really a sad thing. Fake news. But today we want to suggest that the same sort of situation uh, exists in the realm of religion. The fact of the matter is, just like you can't always trust or very much trust what's being reported in the news, it seems very much so that you can't necessarily trust uh, what you're hearing religiously. And so fake news doesn't just happen in the world, in political affairs and so forth, but it also happens in religion And we want to talk about that this morning. We want to talk about dealing with religious fake news. And we'll dive into that here just for a few minutes. But before we do that, let me stop here to say thank you for being here this morning. It's been mentioned multiple times already, but we have a beautiful weather day in Middle Tennessee. And it's a real blessing to be able to come together to worship God. And we're glad that you value these opportunities and that you're here this morning. Thanks for coming and for the encouragement that you provide to all the rest of us. For those of you who are visiting with us today, we very much appreciate you coming. Uh, And we hope that as as we study together, we'll be able to see things uh, from the Word of God that are helpful to us. If for anyone who's here this morning, if there's some question in your mind about something that is said or something you see done here this morning, we hope you ask those questions. And we'll be glad to sit down together with our Bibles open, make sure that we come to a 
a right conclusion about the things that God wants us to be doing. So let's talk about not fake news in the political world, not fake news about what's happening, uh, you know, in our nation. Let's talk about fake news in the religious sense. And the first thing that I'd like to point out is an obvious thing. That is that religious fake news is not new. Uh, it's always been around. There's always been things that are not true being promoted in the religious world. I think, certainly in our day and time, that, that modern technology has made the distribution of fake religious news more effective. In other words, it, the, the Internet, for instance, is a, a, a very new thing in relative terms, but that certainly has made it easier to get out there whatever you want to say. All kinds of electronic media that are still really relatively new in the course of history all of these things make the distribution of fake religious news very easy. But even in the earliest days of Christianity, fake news was a problem. In Acts chapter 8, we read about the evangelist Philip who went to the city of Samaria. And it describes the situation when he arrived there in the city of Samaria. Acts 8 verse 9 beginning now. There was a man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, notice, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from smallest to greatest, were giving attention to him, saying this man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with his magic arts. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized men and women alike. Notice, so formerly they had been subject to this fake news coming out of the man named Simon, the sorcerer, and, and they were following him. They had, they had been duped uh, by the fake news that he was offering. But notice, when they heard the real truth, they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. When they were confronted with truth, they could tell the difference between what they'd been hearing from Simon the sorcerer and what the real news was that Philip was preaching about salvation in Christ Jesus. Fake news. It certainly existed almost 2,000 years ago in the city of Samaria. Here's another instance from the book of Acts. Uh, this is kind of a, an interesting one in the missionary journeys of the apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 9, this is, this is almost funny. This almost makes you chuckle. If it wasn't for such a sad thing that they were doing, what happens to them almost brings a grin to your face. In Acts 19, verse 13, some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to name over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. These fellows were practicing fake news, right? And very graphically, their fakeness was exposed by what happened to them. We could, we could cite numerous other examples from both the Old Testament and the New. But the fact of the matter, when it comes to religion, fake news, although that's a new expression to us, right? That's just really been coined in the last few years. 
Religious fake news has always been out there. I think it's interesting that Jesus, in a, in a, a particular case, one instance that I have in mind, Jesus demonstrated how we should properly investigate all things. Now, we could go to a lot of places, but the text that I want to point you to here is in the book of Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew chapter 11, beginning verse 2, Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? I want to stop there for just a minute, try to explain what's happening here. So John is in prison. And he sends some of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or are we looking for someone else? Now, it has been suggested that John here, his faith was wavering. Uh, John, this is talking about John the Baptist, right? And his, uh, he was the forerunner of Jesus. But perhaps his, he's now in prison. He's being persecuted for what he's been teaching. And and maybe his faith is wavering. And so he sends disciples, ask Jesus, are you really the one or not? I actually think that's a bad explanation of what's going on here. Uh, John the Baptist was an inspired man of God. He was inspired to know that Jesus was, in fact, the promised Messiah. And he'd been teaching that. And so I don't think this is a case of John's faith wavering. In fact, in this same chapter, Jesus is going to go on to highly commend John the Baptist. And so I don't think John's faith was wavering. I think he sent the disciples for their benefit. He sent his disciples, you go ask Jesus. Are you the one we look for or are we waiting for someone else? Now notice what Jesus told those disciples of John. Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them. So he said, you, here's how you deal with this. Here's how Jesus, here's how you deal with this. He says, go and tell John what you hear and what you see. Notice, don't go ask someone else. Don't go to some other source. Don't take a public opinion poll as to whether... I am the one or not. Jesus said, uh, don't check and see what the popular opinion of the masses is. No, he said, go tell John what you see and hear. Don't take someone else's word for it. Check it out yourself. What have you seen? What have you heard? And so here I think Jesus is describing how we should find our way through all of the fake news that exists that exists in the religious world, investigate for yourself. What do you see and hear? That's what he told the disciples of John. What do you see and hear? Check it out yourself. And that's what we need to do as well. And so for this perennial problem of fake news religiously, Jesus, in speaking to those disciples of John, says, here's how you deal with it. You personally investigate. What do you see? What do you hear? It's sad to note that false teaching and false teachers are abundant in our time. It's really discouraging that in our day and time, it has become the norm to say everybody should just be allowed to do their own thing. Think whatever you want to think. Anything goes, really. Uh, you even hear sometimes people who will say, 
you have your truth and I have my truth. As though this is sort of a, 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 a nebulous thing that is, is just identified in each person's own mind. There's no absolute truth. You have your truth, I have my truth, someone else has a different truth. That's the way it's approached in religion today. That is so much true that it has become understood by people that you should never criticize what anybody else believes and practices religiously. Don't ever say anything negative about what someone else believes or what they practice because really truth is so subjective. You just have to allow everybody to do whatever they're going to do. Don't try, we are told, don't try to prove what is right. Don't try to prove that this is right and that is wrong religiously. Just tell people that they can do whatever they want. Tell them what they want to hear. Well, Paul predicted that this sort of thing would happen. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning verse 3, Paul said, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves, notice, teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. And so Jesus said, or excuse me, this is Paul rather, Paul said, the time is coming when people are going to accumulate to themselves teachers who will satisfy them suit their own passions. He said that time is coming. I'm of the opinion that time has fully arrived. And this is exactly what people in the religious world do today, right? They just accumulate to themselves teachers according to their own passion. But the sad part about that is it causes them to turn away from listening to the truth. There is the truth. And that has to be emphasized. Truth is not a subjective thing. Truth is an objective thing. There is the truth. And therefore, what's not the truth is fake news. And it certainly exists in our day and time. Now, sort of summarize that. This is not a new problem. Jesus actually suggested how it could be properly dealt with. It sure is a situation that exists in our world today. And so having said that then what must we do? What's The big question is, what should we do in dealing with fake news religiously? Well, first of all, uh, I, I think we just have to be aware. Be aware that this kind of situation exists. I, I'm not sure you would pick up on that if you listen to religious teaching in general in the world today, because as we said, in the religious world today, the opinion is pretty much anything goes, do whatever you please. Uh, and so... In contrast to that, we have to be aware that there's truth and there's false teaching. There's truth and there's fake news, if you will. And we've got to be aware of that. Anyone uh, who is not discerning of this is really going to be in trouble. I would argue that too many people in our day and time are religiously gullible. And I think you understand what I mean by that. Uh, they're just willing to accept anything that anybody says. They don't check it out. They don't try the, the message themselves to see if it is true. You know, if it's, a, if it's a television evangelist saying whatever he says, it must be true. He's on TV. Or if it's some Internet blogger, you know, uh, and if he writes a blog and says this, it must be so. You know, that, I think that's a particularly troubling thing because, you know, Anybody and his brother can have a blog on the internet. That's nothing special. 
And the fact that you have a blog on the internet is not a credential suggesting your capabilities or truthfulness. And so, but, but some people have that opinion that if it's, if it's written on, on the page, if it's aired over the, uh, the airways, if it's on the internet, it must be true. And we've got to be aware that that's not necessarily so. And be careful about being gullible to just believe anything that is said. In Matthew chapter 15, in the text that Josh read for us earlier, it says, Then came his disciples and said to him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. He said, They, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leave the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So now, now notice this. These, these people who were doing the false teaching, they were blind leaders. They were leading the blind. They were blind leaders of the blind. These blind leaders are to be condemned, right? These people who are teaching falsehood are to be condemned. But notice, when the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into ditch. The blind leaders are to be condemned. Those who blindly follow them are also in trouble. They're going to be condemned. You can't just be a blind follower. You have to use your mind. You have to think. Don't be a blind follower is what Jesus was teaching there. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15, it says, The simple believe every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. I think there in the Proverbs, it's describing this problem of gullibility. You cannot afford to be spiritually gullible. In Romans 16, verse 18, it says, False teachers do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery, notice, they deceive the hearts of the, of who? They deceive the hearts of the naive. And again, that's, I think, the same kind of expression that we're denoting here. People who will just gullibly accept whatever they're told. And, and there are people who will play upon that. False teachers, by smooth talk and flattery, deceive the hearts of the naive. We cannot afford to be spiritually naive or gullible. And so the first thing that we have to do in the face of fake religious news, the reality of fake religious news, the first thing that we have to do is be aware that that problem exists. But let, let me also suggest to you that we need to do what Jesus taught earlier. We were studying what Jesus told the disciples of John. Investigate for yourself. Knowing that this problem exists, that there is false teaching in the religious world, or fake news as we're calling it this morning, our job is to test what we're being taught and to make sure that it's true. Check it out. That's what we have to do. We have to investigate. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So, the Apostle John says, Don't believe everything you hear. Try the spirits whether they are of God. And so that, that puts the burden on us, right? That's our responsibility. You just can't, you can't afford to just believe everything you're told. Check it out to see if it's fr from God. And he tells why. Because many false prophets are gone out. There's a lot of false teaching out there in the world. It was true when John wrote this by inspiration 2,000 years ago almost. And it's certainly true today. And if there ever was a necessity to believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, that certainly applies in our day and time. And I want to tell you something in regards to this. 
this is not the exclusive job of just a few people. This is not the exclusive job of just the elders or the preacher or a few others. Uh, This is the job that belongs to all of us as Christians. You cannot afford to just believe everything that you hear. We're all responsible for trying the spirits to see whether they are of God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21, examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. That's a very plain and straightforward statement, isn't it? Examine everything carefully. Don't just assume that you can believe everything that you're being told. You know, when you turn on the evening news, I think all of us have been conditioned to sort of take everything that's said with a, a, a certain degree of skepticism. You know, even though they're reporting it on the TV news at 6 o'clock, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's completely accurately true. Sadly, too much fake news is, is being broadcast. I'm going to tell you the same thing's true religiously. We cannot afford to just assume that because someone's saying it, it is correct. Examine everything carefully. So be aware Do your investigative work, if you will, and then act accordingly. Finally, what we need to do is act upon that. We are expected to act upon the facts. Uh, But also, we're expected to address the sources of the fake news. We're to act upon what's right, but we also have to expose those who are telling error. I want you to look again at this verse we just brought up here just a moment ago in, in Romans 16, verse 18. False teachers do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. But I want you to look at the verse that just immediately precedes that. We talked about this recently. Romans 16, 17 says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught and avoid them. So here's, here's the, the sad situation that exists, false teachers trying to deceive the naive. What we do then is watch out for those and avoid them and associating with them uh, the reality of false teaching demands that we react to it. In 2 John chapter, well actually there's only one chapter in 2 John, 2 John verses 9 and 10, it says, Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting, for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. So notice, There are those who go too far. They don't abide in the teaching of Christ. And if that's the case, when those people come to us, we do not receive Him. That is, we we can't have fellowship with those. We can't do things that encourage or promote their cause. They're spreading fake news. And we have to deal with that accordingly. All right. Fake news. It's a real problem in journalism today. We know that that's the case. But it's been a long-standing problem in religion. It's, and, and that problem certainly exists in our world and we have to be aware of it and, and act accordingly. Now, let me just give you one example of, a, of an area in which fake news is prevalent in our religious world. And that has to do with a very simple answer to the question, what must I do to be saved? 
You would think that that most elementary question would be easily answered and universally agreed upon. It's not. It's definitely not. There's a lot of fake news out there about what one must do in order to be saved. But the New Testament scriptures are very clear on that. You must hear the truth and believe it. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Jesus, and be baptized for remission of sins. That's the simple truth, and it's easily easily discovered in the Word of God. It's contradicted by a lot of false teaching, but it's easily understood. Have you obeyed that simple gospel plan of salvation today? If not, we would encourage you to make that decision, the most important decision of life. If you're ready to do that, we're ready to assist in your obedience. If you need more information, if you'd like to study further, if you have questions that need to be answered, say the word, and we'll, we'll gladly study for as long as it takes to get you to understand what God wants in your life. If you're a Christian already, but you've fallen away from faithfully serving Him, we beg you to come back in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help, let us know while we stand and sing.